Hey friend, welcome back for day three of our summer prep series. So happy you made it here today with me. And what I want to know is, have you been keeping up with your homework? If you haven't, it's not too late. We're on day three. You can go back and listen to day one and day two. You can easily catch up. But guess what? We're going to be ready for our BSE best summer ever. And today to help us get ready, we are going to sit down for a chat with our new BFF, Melanie Red. She joined us over in our private mastermind membership club BFF and shared with us all about her new book, life, relationships, fails, all of the things. And so I think you're going to love this conversation. I'm laughing just thinking about it. Melanie is a best-selling author of nine books, a blogger, a speaker, and a podcaster. Her newest book, Just Rest, a devotional journal, came out in April 2022. She's also a ghostwriter who helps other speakers, pastors, and writers to publish their books. For the past 32 years, she's been married to Randy and serving alongside him in ministry. Additionally, she's mom to two awesome young adults, Riley and Emily, and one Australian shepherd and one mini Aussie. God's grace never ceases to amaze Melanie. You can find out more about Melanie and her ministry at www.melaniered, that's red with two Ds, dot com. And if you're not already following along, don't forget to go to the top right hand corner of your screen tap the plus sign so you will never miss a thing in the BFF community. All right, here we go. Life Coach BFF Show with me, your friend Heather, because we all need a BFF to take this journey called Life With. This is a podcast for midlife women who want to remain sane and find joy while parenting teens. We're living with purpose and determination to get all the goodie out of life because I believe God made the goodie for His people, you and me. So hop aboard this train of intention, come and sit on my porch and rest or pop in your earbuds and let's take a walk together. I'm just so grateful you're here. Hello. Hey, how are you? How are you today? I'm doing well. I love the blue skies and the sunshine. So, yes. It's so beautiful. <laughs> well, so I don't know if I told you this, but I record all of these meetings. And so what happens, You people may pop in and out. Okay. Just be prepared for that. Usually there are more people than just the two of us. It'll be watched after and... So that we're already recording. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. okay. Tell us, let's talk about just rest. Okay. I have a, a, a book that I did for um, teenagers and it was a, a devotional book and a publisher heard about it and said, I want you to do one for women. And primarily it was for young women. It was supposed to be for 20 somethings like college and singles. She said, there's so much anxiety and fear and discouragement and depression. And so she said, I want you to write 90 days of hope to kind of talk about those topics. And so I had a lot of time to do it. It was the longest amount of time I ever had to write a book. And so I just began wait, to wait, work. wait, 90 days is the longest amount of time you've ever no, had. No, 90 days is how many devotions it was. I had okay. six months to put it oh, together. Okay. 
Okay. Which is sometimes you don't, sometimes you have a month or six weeks. So I began to walk and pray. And I was like, Lord, I don't think I can just say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious for 90 days. And God gave me this idea to, instead of just saying what not to do to instead, every devotion is about some trait or attribute or name of God that gives us hope and encouragement. And so, um, for example, when you don't feel like anybody sees you, he's the God who sees, you know, when you feel tempted, I know that's one of the ones we were going to talk about. He's the God that gives you an escape, you know? And so each devotion just takes you back to here's a way you can find hope and rest in your life, knowing you have a God who you can trust. And no matter how anxious you may feel or fearful you may be, God always has something for us. And so it became 90 days of encouragement that God loves you and sees you and is for you. Oh, I love that. So let me ask you this, because we're talking about anxiety. I feel like it's so rampant now. I rarely meet anyone who doesn't tell me, you know, I battle anxiety or my, you know, my kids are battling anxiety. And usually you can tell that they're a little bit embarrassed by it. And I always say, I think that everybody's child, everybody has at least one child who is battling anxiety. Everybody, I don't ever hear from anyone who doesn't. Why do you think it's so rampant? I'm just curious what your thought is. Um, Well, you know, I I think it was rampant before the world kind of turned on its, tilted on its axis a few years ago, but it feels like that people were already not very steady or very grounded. And then when everything happened with COVID and staying home and lockdowns and crazy, it seems like it just magnified. It was like we were already kind of on edge. <laughs> and um, and then we started coming apart at the seams. And I don't know anybody that's not been affected by it. I'm not one of those people. I'm pretty steady. But I know I've had days where I was kind of freaking out on the inside. And all the people that I really respect have said the same thing. They said, it, the, the craziness, the pressure has just picked up. So I do think if you even have a little tendency toward it, um, you've probably had it pushed out or, or, or flame up or flare up more than ever, just because things are nuts right now. And I, I think maybe it had no, you know, like for some of us growing up, it wasn't nuts. I didn't grow up in crazy and you didn't either. Really. We grew up in kind of some peaceful days. Um, right. But I would say those 30 and under, they haven't ever known anything but kind of a lot of crazy, that millennials and below. And yeah, so maybe I'm, that's part of the reason for that. I'm thinking about 9-11. And so not, I feel like 9-11, because my mother has made comments about helicopter parenting. And she's like, you know, you just really hovered over your kids. And she, you know, has pointed out some other people around me who did that as well. And I started thinking about one day and I thought, you know, 9-11, when that took place, that really shook me up. Did you, cause you were parenting then. I mean, your, your yeah. kids were, you had like a three-year-old, didn't you? At that I point? had little kids. My, my daughter was, I think she's in kindergarten. Uh, she was afraid Osama bin Laden was in her closet. And I was like, you know, yeah. we were scared of things, but not like that, you know? <laughs> and I, right. I, don't, I don't think we faced world issues that I knew about. I don't remember as a child being afraid much. And so I do think our kids haven't known any different. And the generation below our kids, that Gen Z that's about 20 and under, they're even more impacted by craziness. So, you know, it it seems like, like never before, we're going to have to find ways to stay uh, grounded and calm 
and trusting God and choosing <laughs> faith over fear. Uh, I, we had a sermon yesterday. It was interesting. My pastor was preaching about worry. And he said, you're going to worry or you're going to pray, but you can't do both. And you're going to have to make the choice over and over all day long. Yeah. And that is the truth. And, you know, talking about that time during 9-11, you're going to laugh. But one night and that this is that was when I started grinding my teeth was right after that. <laughs> That's when the night guard came into play. So I think anxiety definitely took hold of me to some degree. But I woke my husband up in the middle of the night, Melanie, and. I said, do you hear that? And he goes, what? And I said, don't you hear the trumpets? And I said, Jesus is has come back. <laughs> I mean, here he is. You know, they keep yeah. saying that this is going to yeah. happen. And here he is. And he and he sat there for a second. He goes, Heather, that's the neighbor's alarm system going off. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I was just I'm like, do you hear the trumpets? And he's like, no, that's the alarm system. But yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I felt anxious before that. Did you? I don't think so. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I like to tell this story. <clears throat> we had these, do you remember having those bean bags? Did you have those colorful bean bags as yeah. a teenager? We had a yellow one and a green one and they had little bitty plastic beans in them and we would jump on them and throw them at each other. You know, I had a brother, we would, we play on them. But if you were to, if they got too much wear and tear, these little rips would start and the little beans would start spilling out. You remember when that would happen? And that's what it feels like is happening to people. It's yeah. like their seams are starting to rip. And we're starting to see that when you when you read a crazy news story, you're like, why did that person do that? It's like, because there's beans are spilling out. <laughs> you know, we're kind of losing our marbles, as we used to say. And I don't think we're handling the stress as well. What a great analogy. That's a great analogy. And, you know, the kids, this is another thing talking about the stress. Kids now, and I don't know if it's because these YouTubers are saying this, but they'll go, I just want to kill myself. Yeah. They will yeah. say that, Melanie, just, yeah. you know, in common. And one of mine, I said, where did you hear that? And he said, oh, this guy at school says it all the time. I said, that's not a joke. Yeah. That's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet I get a comment a week. I'm, I'm on social media a lot. And I bet I get a comment a week of somebody saying they don't want to live anymore. And so it's become a, it's become much more normal. Not that I'm not shocked by it, right. but I always on, tell somebody, go find somebody where you are and talk to them a pastor, a counselor, you know, and I think we're just getting to that day where we've got to teach people what to do. I mean, it's kind of mental health, a lot of it. I mean, I, in the church, we don't always like that word, but we need to, we need to have some conversations about it, but it does seem like we need to kind of expect now people are going to be more rattled and more frustrated and more afraid than they've ever been. And once we kind of put that, that the level's higher, the pitch is light, you know, gotten a lot louder then we deal with it better because we expect it. We're not expecting it all to be calm again. <laughs> I don't think we're going back to the way it was. You know what? I think you're so right. And I was at the grocery store the other day and I've talked a lot about just moving to a new city, feeling lonely, not knowing anyone. And I ran into this lady I haven't seen in a couple of years and I don't know her very well, but this is what she said to me. She said, you know, now that, all my kids are out of elementary school and into middle school. She said, it feels really lonely. Yes. She goes, I feel yes. really, you know, I was so involved with elementary age students and I never really thought about it this way, but she said, I feel really lonely. And I thought, and I, and I just said, you know what, that's normal. <clears throat> you know, you're in yeah. a transition period, but yeah. I thought how wonderful for her to feel comfortable enough 
to say that to me when I have, because that's what we need. We need to be able to communicate these feelings and these anxieties with each other because that's healing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we locked down for a few years watching Netflix and in our pajamas and it was fun for a little while, but I'm not sure. I think on the other side, we're going to see the damage it may have done to have no community and no fellowship and no hugs. And we're going to need that again. And as we go back out, we're going to do it awkwardly, you know, and it's going to feel (laughs) funny, but I tell people get back out there, find some community, find some people. You do not want to do this by yourself. Yeah, Uh, We weren't created to do it by ourselves, you know? No, no, I agree. And it it is kind of awkward. I mean, I never thought it would be awkward, but it really is a little bit awkward now. Yeah, because we lost all our like social skills. <laughs> so, you know, you can't just like it. You got to like look somebody in the eye and talk to them, but do it uncomfortable. I mean, I've had several times where I've gone and it, and there's times where we sat across from this couple one night, not that long ago at a work event. And we ran, we just didn't have much to talk about and they weren't talkers. And at times there was just silence and we just kind of smile. And, but it, we went and we did it and it, uh-huh. we survived it. And so some of getting back out there might be a little uncomfortable, but I'm like, I'm, I encourage, I spoke to a group of ladies the other night at a church in the area and, and I told them just find some people. If you don't have anybody right now, or you're, you've moved, you've gotten a divorce. Like you said, your kids have left, you're an empty nester. They've gone to school. I mean, there's a million reasons women go in a new season of life, but I'm like, find some new friends. Uh, you and I met over coffee. There's new friends everywhere. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Well, and my favorite thing about meeting you that day, and you're going to go, I can't believe this was your favorite thing, but I love this as I'm about to walk in and you sent me this text and you said, I'm the one with the big blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. So I love yeah. that, that we can laugh, you know, together yeah. Yeah. about fun yeah. things. I mean, yeah. that's the beauty of being able to get together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I told these ladies at this church because a lot of them were either new believers, new to the Memphis area, or they just hadn't been in church in a while. And I was like, just start talking to people and find somebody where you go, me too. Or where you think I like to do that too. C.S. Lewis said friendships born the moment that you both realize you like to do the same thing. And so, you know, it could be you like to shop. It could be you like to go, you know, garage sailing on a Saturday morning. You like to play tennis or pickleball. It didn't really matter. But I always encourage women, it's okay to start over. Um, I had a little grandmother from Mississippi, just like you. And um, she lived into her mid-90s. And she said at a certain point, she had to make all new friends because her friends were all in heaven. And she said all her friends were 10 years younger. But she did it. And I thought, well, I guess you never have to stop (laughs) trying to find some people. But I really applaud that because she didn't just give up. You know, when she reached a certain point, she met new friends. And so if my 95-year-old grandmother can make new friends, you know, we can do it too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. Okay, let's talk about, I picked out your day six. Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. In your devotional, just rest. And the title is just, that speaks to me because I'm so bad about buzzing around and not taking the time to rest. I just kind of pass out at the end of the day. I, I love this title. I love just rest. And so did you come up with this title yourself or is Actually, it- my, my publisher did, but I'll tell you what's been really fun is we wrote it 
for young women, but mostly the girls that have read it have been young at heart. They're not young. <laughs> and so, but well, we're um, young. Melanie. We're young at heart. Oh, yes. I feel very young. Oh, yes. Uh, but it's it's been fun because it's really meant to not take very long. You know, a lot of people say I got 10 minutes. So you could do it in 10 minutes. It's a scripture, a story, a daily declaration, a daily prayer. And in the back, this is the teacher and me. There's a whole page to journal if you have time. So there are people that love it. I have some younger girls. Some of my daughter's friends have picked it up. And they write all over this thing because they send me pictures. So I think that's cool. Yes, I think it's so cool. Okay, so let's talk about when we need him most. Okay. This is your day six. Yes. Okay. Well, the thought in this devotion, each devotion has a scripture, but this scripture we know, but this one's actually in the Passion Translation. And it's the verse that says, when we're feeling tempted or tested, God gives us a way out. It's that's kind of the thought of this. And, you know, I was thinking when I wrote this, um, the, the what we tend to do is when we feel tempted or we sin is we go opposite way of God. We say, nope, I'm going over here. <laughs> I mean, Adam and Eve did it in the garden. And most of us, it, our tendency is not to go toward God in our temptation or our sin. But the verse says when we're tempted or even when we blow it, we're supposed to go to him. But it just feels awkward <clears throat> and strange. And I think we tend to want to go hide it like he doesn't know. <laughs> and one of my encouragements, and it's been in my own life, I heard a preacher share this. He said, next time you're tempted, or even after you sin, go back to God, go toward him instead of away from him and talk to him about it. And he said, that's what he's there for. He already knows you've blown it. And that's what grace is for. And I think, I don't know why, but I, as human beings, we do the opposite. When we need him most, we go hide or pull away. Instead of saying, Lord, I'm struggling. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example because I'll tell him myself. I was like, oh, she would pick this one. <laughs> so I had to tell him myself. Um, I had a situation. I work part time and I had a, have one really interesting coworker, and she sometimes is real challenging. And she's kind of got that, you know, those women that are kind of like told you so a little yeah, yeah, that they give you that back talk a little bit. And so she is that way. Well, she messed up royally last week and she sends this email, does not take, you know, she doesn't act like it was her fault. And there was this moment where I was tempted, Heather. I wanted to go, well, I told you so, you know, and I wanted just to, like we all do. And I promise as I went to write the email and kind of just get my little dig in because she digs at me and everybody else all the time. It was like the Holy Spirit just went, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I heard. I'm trying to type and I'm getting this, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I knew, and, and it was in that moment, it was like, Lord, I really want to, but it was this, if he, if he said you could, but don't choose to do that. Uh -huh. And I think that's where the prayer comes in. The escape comes in because in that moment I deleted all that I'd typed. And, you know, I, I think that's what we have to do no matter what the temptation, whether it's to get angry or whether it's to be jealous or whether... It's to eat things we don't need to eat when we're trying to be healthy. I mean, it can be a million different things. We all struggle with different sin. But the beauty of this verse and the way we find rest is when we're tempted, we can look to heaven and say, God, I need your help. And talk about it with him. And, and talk about why you're tempted and why you're struggling and ask him to give you an escape hatch so you don't blow it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it's so easy to blow it. I'm listening yeah. to you talk and I'm thinking, how many times have I blown it? How many times have I been the, I told you so person? Yeah. 
Oh, we like it as girls. It's something, you know, we, I don't know. We just like, we like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And with your kids, you know, it's just when you tell them not to do something, not to do something, not to do something and they do it. It's just, you know. Well, and I had a sweet friend that encouraged me recently and I love this. And it happened to me over the weekend. She said with her husband, um, I have a precious husband. Sometimes he'll say something I don't like. And she said, instead of getting all mad and getting into it, walk away. Or just say, okay, and bite your tongue and walk away and talk to God about it. And I have done that. And I will tell you, there's great, it takes a lot of conflict out of your marriage when you don't mouth off. Cause we can't, we all can, <laughs> you know, but it was a good reminder. Don't say that. That's not going to do any good. The temptation's there, but that's when we pray. Yeah. And so- and Melanie is so funny that you said that because I, I did meet with a lady this week and she said, I don't know why I didn't realize I was going through a menopause when everything my husband said to me got on my nerve. She said, he, every, you know, all of a sudden, yeah. everything he would yeah. say to me started getting on my nerves. Yeah. And so, but I think she's the kind of person that would just probably turn around and walk away. So, well, it's not that you don't say it when you need to, but I'm talking about those snarky responses that we know are not going to do any good. I think there's a time and a place, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, the other thing I love about this promise in, in first Corinthians 10, 13, um, is that he says that he'll bring you out victoriously. I also believe, honestly, we can go to him when we do blow it and say, yep, let's talk about it. Lord, I blew it. Why did, why did I do that? What was, what was the trigger? What tempted me? How can I do better next time? And I think he longs for us to come to him. And often we don't because who wants to admit you blew it and, and feel, you know, but that's what grace is for. And more and more, the more I do this, the more I just enjoy that grace and that mercy and that, I mean, that's his goodness. And I feel like we get better when we take the frustrating things and the sin and we give it back to him and say, okay, I did it again. Will you help me? You know, will you help me to see it before I walk into it or I say it? (laughs) And so that's kind of the joy of this little devotion. And that's where we find the rest when we're tempted and the anxiety comes sometimes when we're tempted to sin, we can take it to him and he can give us peace and calm our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And I just try to pray to Lord, you know, help me to say the things that you want to be heard yeah. and keep me from saying the things that <laughs> yeah. I don't need to say. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like you said, there are plenty of things that cross our minds, all of us every day that really we just need to. Yeah. I, I, it. You're right. And I, it's kind of funny. It's not really fair that menopause, I have a friend that says menopause is like hitting your 13 or 14 year old self again, yeah. you're just older and slower. Um, but you know, I think it's hard because with our adult kids and not feeling, sometimes not feeling good or having the mood swings, um, it can get challenging. And I will tell you, I bite my tongue a lot with my kids, but I'm yeah. learning when I don't when I speak at the right time, it's sweet. My my daughter called me the other day. She had been to a funeral for a young woman that had passed away early, unexpectedly, and she wanted to talk. Well, if I had tried to have that conversation, just lecturing her or trying to make her talk about it, it'd be one thing. But she called me. She was open. She was receptive. We had the best conversation um, about spiritual things. And so I, I do think timing is everything. And um, God can give us the sensitivity on what to say, when to say it, and when to bite our tongues. <laughs> so I have marks. Uh, they're right here <laughs> from all the biting. <laughs> yeah, also yeah. right here too. Oh, yeah, I'm right there. 
<laughs> so if you have uh, kids that are, you know, 15 and above, you, you probably have some need to go ahead and get you a good bite guard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. have one. I probably need a spare. A spare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I love that. And so you're talking about on this day six, about when you were a child, did you ever do something that made you want to hide? So how do you encourage people? Let's say someone feels like they've just gone too far in one direction, you know, and they, they're hiding and they feel like they can't come out. Like it's just, you know, there's no use that. Well, I would say this first. I would say you can't outsend God's grace and God's love. I would just say that flat out first thing, no matter what. And nothing shocks him or surprises him because he already knows. I mean, I think when we finally go, you know, I'm not really covering that up very well. I mean, the creator of the universe knows. (laughs) Um, But I tell people, I, what Adrian Rogers was my pastor growing up. And he used to say what we cover God uncovers, but what we uncover ourselves, God will cover back up. And there's something about when we just get it out, it Satan can't throw it at us. He can't play mind games with us. There's something very freeing about admitting to someone trusted you're struggling. So I tell people, you talk to God, but you talk to somebody. Usually you have the same sex. I always feel like it's helpful if you have an older woman in your life. But you find somebody that loves Jesus, that loves you, and you just say, I need to tell you something. And you don't have to tell every sort of detail. Um, I have friends that have blown it with affairs. I have friends that have had drug issues. I have friends that have had all kinds of alcohol issues, other things. You don't have to tell every detail, but you can say, I'm struggling and here's what's going on and give a little taste. And then it's not a secret anymore. Um, So that, that would be my advice is you pray and then tell somebody. Tell somebody that's trusted, a, a Christian counselor, a pastor's wife, uh, just a praying friend at church that that you feel like would be trustworthy with what you're sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, often people will tell me, <laughs> in fact, they, they'll say, um, do you want the details? I'm like, mm-mm, because I, I already know more than I, and that's not, I don't want to know so that I can go tell anybody. I want to know so that I can encourage them and pray for them. And yeah, so, and just allow them to take that load off. Yeah, just to lighten yeah. up. You know, we're we don't need to carry these heavy loads yeah. by ourselves. No, and there's something about when it's not a secret anymore, then it's very free. It's yeah. like you let go of this burden that you've. Oh, I did this, and it's like okay you're going to be okay. <laughs> you can get some help for that. We can get you some counseling for that. We can work through this. Uh, there's, there's nothing you can do to make God love you less or more. He just loves you. And, and when I, when I realize that I can't outsend his love and his grace, then there's great freedom in that because there's nothing I will do that somebody else hadn't already done. <laughs> you, know? you know, there's nothing new under the sun and there's nothing I knew that we're going to do. That's going to be so horrendous. God's going to go, Oh, that's a new one on me. I mean, he's just not shocked or offended. Yes, he hates sin, but he loves us. Yeah. And so I would say if you're, you've got the secret, tell somebody, you know, tell a trusted friend. It may be Heather that they tell you and just set up a time, get on a Zoom call, get on a phone call, get face to face and just say, here's what's heavy on my heart. And I've got to get it out. Yeah. 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 And, and two, I think that situations where people do share, you know, I've seen this just in my own life when people have shared things with me and I've said, you know what? I felt the same way. I've had the same feelings or I've experienced this or, you know, you can just see the stress just leave their bodies. You really can. It's so visible. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's something about somebody else saying, yeah, me too. Or yeah, I get that. Or I felt that before. I've been tempted that way before. And you know, most of us have been tempted to do most things. I mean, I don't think you get to a certain age and think, well, no, I never got to, I mean, you know, for the most, for the most of us, there've been many, many things that, that have come our way. And maybe we chose not to. Jesus was tempted. There's a verse that says he was tempted in every way, yet he didn't sin. So, you know, we don't know every temptation, but we know that he made it through and we're going to blow it. I sin, but I sin more than I want to sin. I don't want to sin, but we're going to blow it. And that's what the grace is for. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not a matter of if we're going to blow it. It's when we're going to blow it. Yeah. Don't you? (laughs) Yes. And I think sometimes people think when you're public in public life, you don't blow it. Yeah. Uh, I had a lady, my husband is is a pastor and a professor and we've been in ministry a long time. And she came up to me one night and I was not particularly happy. Maybe it was a Sunday morning. He was preaching. And after church, she goes, oh, he's the most wonderful man. You're just so <laughs> blessed. And I was over there thinking, if you only knew. <laughs> and I think sometimes we don't think pastors ever struggle or pastors and wives ever struggle or people in yeah. ministry or people that have public out front, but we all struggle. Nobody gets through life unscathed or without struggles. Yeah. It is so true. <laughs> it is so true. And Pinterest has just, I'm, I'm telling you that has made things difficult for people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Social yeah. media in general, it's like, perfect. <laughs> but it's not the way it really is. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. It's not the way it really is. Well, I, yeah. I love this devotional. I've enjoyed it so much. Thank you for giving this to me. Sure. We did. Sure. I'm excited about it. And I have to tell you what's really fun. Um, I've got these little stickers. We've actually, it's actually won some awards. It won a, an, a couple of awards recently, yeah. book awards. And I'm really, I tell you what I'm most excited about. For a long time, my friends were all buying them. And then all of a sudden, these younger women started finding out. And more and more young women are getting a copy. And I love that. So I just tell people, um, hop on Amazon, get you a copy. But I'm doing something special. In fact, I'm putting it up tomorrow. So if somebody's watching this in the next two weeks before the end of May, I'm doing a buy one, get one free. And so if they will buy it and send me evidence they bought it, like a receipt or a screenshot, then I'll send a book copy to anybody you want. Okay. So wow, get this a is great. Second one for free. So, you know, let me know, Heather, who you'd like to get one to. I'd love yeah. to send one for you, but I just feel like I want to get this in more hands. And I'm excited because I feel like it's it's a book that offers hope. Very, very simple. It's very practical. It's not preachy. It's not churchy, but it's very much God adores you and he has a plan for your life and you can trust him. Well, I just love your real stories. It's yeah. Real <laughs> stories. Yeah. That's what I have enjoyed the most. Yeah, I like those corny little real stories, real life, real stories, because I feel like people relate to that. Um, yeah. Yes, because yeah. I have done some some Bible studies in the past that I thought that the this lady is so perfect I can't yeah. relate. Yeah, but th- this is and you not saying that you're not perfect. No, I'm not. <laughs> but this is yeah. so relatable. This is so real. Okay, so how do they send you the evidence that they purchased? They can send it on social media, um, and and you can maybe you can put a link so they can find me. They can DM me on Instagram or Facebook or send me an email um, and just let me know. But I would love to, I mean, I, I saw somebody else doing that and I thought that's a great way to get the book. If you buy one for yourself, I'll send one to your daughter or I'll, 
you know, or your younger friend or somebody, that you know, but so I'd love you to do that. I think it's going to be fun. Well, we're going on one year anniversary. It okay. came, it launched one year ago next week. So that's uh, kind of fun. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday to just rest. Happy birthday. Just rest. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Enjoy talking to you today. Love talking to you. That was fun. If you've enjoyed your time here with me, please take a moment and leave a review. It helps other women like us to find this podcast in our community. I love you. Jesus loves you even more. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.